Welcome back, HBAC On Air listeners. Today we are talking with a couple of newbies to the podcast, and we're um, going to be starting something a little bit different. We thought it would be helpful for you as listeners to really get some time in with the experts, you know? So we brought in the technical expert guys here at Emerson, and I'll let them introduce themselves, but if we like you, we'll keep you around. Well, thank you for the introduction. My name's James Stevenson. I've been with Emerson for 23 years, and I do service engineering. I would be the guy you talk to if you call our phone number and you're on the contractor support line. Been with Copeland for 23 years. It's a long time. Doing the service engineering support line for the last five. We've heard it all, and we encourage you to say we haven't heard it all. <laughs> we've heard we've heard a lot of variations of it all. Yeah. But we are here to uh, to help you with the issues that you run into. And um, now let's uh, introduce my coworker, John. Hello, everybody. My name's John Roberts. I'm a colleague of James here. I work on in service engineering here at Emerson Copeland. And uh, I've been with the company since 1993 in different roles. Uh, as a lab technician initially, uh, worked in sound of vibration and performance evaluation labs. We got involved in educational services, doing some customer training for a number of years, and now I'm in tech support. So look forward to uh, doing this podcast and continuing uh, to answer people's questions and learning a lot as, as usual. And one thing we want to talk to you about today is how you get in touch with us. So for those of you who are familiar with Copeland Mobile, on that mobile app, there is a tab that says service engineering, and if you tap that, you will see our phone number, actually, in the option to call us. What is that phone number, James? 937-498-3926. For contractors, please choose option one. Wholesalers have two options, depending on their needs, whether it be parts or information about compressors, and also for technical support. And OEMs would be option two. However, it may Besides having the option to contact us on Copeland Mobile, there's a lot of information in that app that uh, can help you answer the questions you may have on basic information about compressors, bulletins related to the compressor family model you may be servicing, relative information in, in that regard. Uh, it's definitely a wealth of information, but I've, I've used Copeland Mobile quite a bit, but I didn't re realize that. I know, I was that. trying to use it on the mobile version, and I had to take it off, and then I was going to re-download it, but it's not recognizing me for something. Because Copa Mobile will break, break it down from, like, if you have an original piece of equipment, it's going to tell you what that is, but it actually gives you the service replacement, right. which would be like a 970 or a 976. I just arbitrarily chose it. I think the confusion is that doesn't tell you why it's not the same number as, as the, as the one you're replacing. That's another thing. It's like tribal knowledge. Like, if somebody tells me, hey, I got a CR53 ending in 270, I know that's original pump. Say I get a service call somewhere, and I go out there and I look at that model number, and it's all—it's a dash eight hundred or dash yeah. nine hundred. I already know that this you think this system has lost a compressor already. I'm that's I'm working with a compressor that's been a bit. It is a replacement. So a conversation I had yesterday because when he sent me, he said this is the original model. It was a nine seventy five, and I was like, I said that's not the original. Do you know what the original was? And he doesn't. It's like we need to figure out why you're doing what you're what they're doing now because this this went from you know a bad application to an even worse application and now they've got 
well, this compressor runs on R22, it has the same capacity, but it's not designed for what they're what they're doing with it. And uh, we finally did get to the bottom of it. Uh, they need uh, needed to uh, look at their application a little bit harder so that they can uh, get away from failing compressors every three or four. But but I guess and this is very quick. I interrupt you, but. Oh, yeah. What, what 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 that tells a technician is there's there's a problem in this system that hasn't been found yet. I'm losing, I've lost two compressors already. Gotcha. So now whatever, you know, coming out here and replacing the compressor isn't working. Well, there's really something else going. Right? Because it's really like important. That's we, the whole we mission. We talk a of lot the, about how yeah. it's usually not the compressor that's the failing. Well, that's part. living proof that it isn't. Okay. Yeah. Usually that's, it's a misapplication, right. which is what was. Going on yesterday. Or like I said, there's there's something that here this this something happened out here and the compressor died. Some service guy came out and they replaced the compressor. Well, you're here now to do the same thing. Yeah. So are you gonna do what the other guy did or are you gonna find out the reason why this thing died? And James has been involved in these teardown sessions with right. technicians where you're actually taking them apart, the compressors yeah. apart, and really without even taking them apart, like that's a clue right there that it's not just a compressor issue mm -hmm. here. I've got something to look for here. Yeah. And so. Another strong suit of Copeland Mobile, I find it's uh, the wiring diagrams. And for some reason, even on, on internal programs that James and I have access to, um, wiring diagrams are tricky. Uh, we used to publish a, a hard copy of an of a electrical handbook for about 100 years. And since we stopped doing that, it seems like the wiring diagrams are kind of a mystery to folks. So I use the desktop version to find the wiring diagrams sometimes quickly. But uh, it's come a long way. The app's been around for a number of years, but over the course of its lifetime, it's been enhanced to become extremely functional, I think. so. Yeah, and the wiring diagrams don't exist on all models, but there are certain ones that you will get them, but they're going to be basic wiring diagrams because it's only going to show you the wiring of the compressor. It's not going to have in there the start cap, run cap, potential relay, contact, or fans, all the other stuff that's actually in that harness in like a residential unit or a small you know, refrigeration condensing unit. So keep in mind, if you're looking up a, a specific compressor, the wiring diagram may exist, but it may not be to the depth that you would like. And that's when you would probably have to get into, if it's an Emerson condensing unit, those schematics are way more detailed or if you're working on a piece of equipment such as train or Linux or something like that, you may have to refer to them for a, a more in-depth wiring diagram. But it is a very useful tool. So what are other ways that people can get a hold of you guys? Copa Mobile, excellent option. Let's say they're unaware of Copa Mobile or they haven't downloaded it yet or you're being safe and you don't want to download it while you're driving. Mm -hmm. What are your okay. other options? Well, believe it or not, this morning I just tried to figure out the easiest way if uh, to get a hold of us, and I just Googled Copeland Technical Support, of all things, which I would do. And that was Copeland. <laughs> Copeland, Te yeah, not Copeland. Not Emerson. Not Emerson. Uh, but, you know, if you're looking at the machine, yes. you're, it's going to have a Copeland brand sticker right. on it. So I just Googled Copeland Technical Support, and believe it or not, our phone number came right up, 937-498-3926. So, so that worked. And... Uh, once again, that number is going to get you to our tech support folks, and I guess might probably get a good time to start talking about who who answers that phone. And uh, yeah, so depending on the option you choose, yeah, you're gonna, 
Option one is going to be for contractors, and that is going to be John and myself. Do you want to try to play that? Or? I was going to say, yeah, let's do it. So we're going to call them. All right, so we'll just go straight to that. 498. Because people will want to know who's going to answer. Right, this is what, right, this is what it's going to sound like. I'll turn this up. Support line for Copeland Brand Products. This call may be recorded for quality or training purposes. Please select from one of the following options. Thank you for calling Emerson Coaching Technical Services. You have reached Copeland Technical Support. Please be informed that our business hours are from Mondays to Fridays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. For Copeland contractors or end users who need technical assistance, please press 1. For Copeland ODM, please press 2. For Copeland wholesalers who need information and pricing, availability, part, our model numbers are related matters. Please press 3. For Copeland wholesalers requesting for technical assistance, please press 4. So when they hear that, they need to press 1 to get to you guys. Right. Contractors. For contractors. Contractors. And that generally is, is directed to James or I. We work off a kind of a call pool, if you will. As of now, or recently, the contractors have been directed to James and I. The wholesale calls generally get to our other team of agents that answer their questions. So we have approximately, I'd say, six or eight different agents that can answer calls. Generally, James and I answer the, the contractor calls, although we are available um, to answer calls from wholesalers that it get escalated to us as well. Okay. So, yeah, we have five, five dedicated wholesale, for sure, five to six. Mm -hmm. John and myself will do OEM contractors. And that's something else we wanted to speak about was leaving a message. Leaving a message. Yeah, when you do make the phone call to 937-498-3926, as James mentioned, if you are a contractor, you'll be asked to choose prompt number one. Um, there's some other options if you're a wholesaler or an OEM customer. But typically, when you take that number one route, your call is going to come to James and I. Um, there are other agents that handle the wholesaler calls as well, but... We would ask you, if you have to, to leave a message, especially during the warm months of the year. Our call volume gets pretty high, and in most cases, you'll be asked to leave a message. And if that occurs, then we would ask if it's possible to just leave as much information as you could. The idea behind that is we'll be a little bit more prepared when we do return your call or call in a resource that we are lucky enough to have. James and I are based here in the thriving megapolis of Sydney, Ohio. Some Snickers going on here in the room, but is the, the headquarters for Copeland. And we're lucky enough to have a lot of resources on hand, such as the product planners and the engineers that actually have developed the product and, and, and are you know, continuing to develop new products. So we, we're lucky enough to have also hard copies of older information that before the days of, of looking something up on the computer, believe it or not, Folks out there still use the old Copeland manuals. We still have stuff like that. Um, when we're trying to cross-reference an older piece of equipment or maybe find an old part number for a piece of equipment that predated the computer era, if you will, um, we still have those references here. So that's kind of a lucky tool for us that we get to use once in a while. So bottom line is there, leave a message. As much information as you could leave it, the better. So to recap, bare minimum things you need to, to give somebody an answer when they call you. A model number and what kind of issue you're experiencing. Yeah. And their phone number. Yeah. All right. Right. We can work with that. 
I mean, we've gotten way less than that. We've way gotten less. like, this is Mike, call me back. Yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> but, yeah Sometimes yeah. you don't get a name. It was like, call me. Yeah. <laughs> call me. Yeah. yeah. We've seen a lot of, uh, every variation of a voicemail you can possibly imagine from foul <laughs> to incredibly funny yeah. you know, to incredibly kind where hey this is joe i'm working on an m6 condensing unit and i got a p1 error could you please call me and let me know how i can resolve this issue and that's that uh, it's uh, then i can go into it you know i hate going into them blind but you know, like these guys that are, you know, in their vans right now, heading to the job site. They, they just got called and it was probably, hey, my cooler's not working. Uh-huh. So they're going into it blind. Mm-hmm. You know, and then they get there and they've got to diagnose it. And then they may have to rely on us to give them information that they don't have. They may not be married to the system. They may have never installed it. They just got called because it's down and they were available. Mm-hmm. So. To, to James' point, the, the, the more information you give, the better, and it gives us a chance to be a little bit more prepared when we call you back, so it's it's less of a waste of their time as well. So, okay. but, Yeah, and this probably is it's like, don't call us about tandems. Yeah, no tandem calls. <laughs> no course sense stream. No course sense stream, CO2. <laughs> yeah. There are people here that, can, that have been an incredible help to yeah. us in the past when those sophisticated electronics come up because they do have issues and uh, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it requires somebody that has in-depth knowledge of it believe me we've heard it all yeah so it's those folks that have the information because sometimes they may not have it all a lot of times like through wholesale it's third party so they've talked to an end user that talked to the wholesaler and then they call us and in the middle of that sometimes then you got to know how to ask the right questions that's well, one thing John and I have gotten really good at is asking the right questions. Well, you know, that's one thing. As my in my time as a in customer training, we used to have checklists and for fellows to like fill out when they're trying to diagnose an issue, like take this pressure and take this temperature and, and check this, check your superheat and check this and that. And what I would find is as a as a technician formerly. A lot of times, by the time you gather that information that you're prepared to share with someone else, a lot of times, by the time you gather it all, you actually have your answer. And you're doing the person that you're calling, whether it be Emerson Tech Support or your go-to person, uh, maybe a senior technician or someone you know that's been around a while that has more experience than you, you're doing them a favor by having more information for them to help you with. But I've noticed myself personally, by the time you gather that information, your answer sitting right in front of you. So. That's a great topic. Thanks, James. <laughs> but you think about, um, I would say the majority of specifically wholesale is replacement. So usually if you were to pull a wholesaler call, like I have this M-line condensing unit that has been obsolete for the last 10 years, and they need to replace. This is every day. So like last week. So this is a call you hear on a regular basis, so, something like this. And it does not exist digitally. However, we have a library right next to us, mm-hmm. which we don't say we get in every day, but quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And that information still exists on these old R12 models that guys listen to this. I know somewhere in Minnesota, somebody's going to a bait shop that's been there <laughs> for 100 years. And they've got a cooler down, and it's R12, and the fan bracket's rusted out of it. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, sometimes we can still offer parts for those things yeah. because we still have the information. It takes a little while to dig it up, but 
I enjoy that part. Yep. You guys are the experts, so you know where to look when somebody's trying to find that kind of stuff, right? You ever hear the saying about an expert is just somebody who's more than 10 miles away from home? <laughs> I, I have heard that saying. <laughs> anyway, but that kind of, kind of comes back to that message. If you were prompted to leave a message, that complete model number down to the very last dash and dot, whatever might be in it, is so important when you're doing a replacement because you know, that model number, including those last three digits, which we call the bill of material, is going to tell us what direction that tube went or what kind of fitting it was on that compressor, what kind of electrical connections it had. So the more accurate you are with the model number that you're leaving a message with, the more accurate the information you're going to get back with. So, Yeah, the model number's key. We're going to talk about model numbers here a little bit later on our question of the week. Oh, yeah? Yes, we are. What, do you, what platform are you going to go with this week, John? <laughs> well, I think we could throw out a model number that we need replaced, and we're going to ask our listeners what the correct replacement would be. What are you thinking, like welded recip, scroll, semi? Well, being that I'm sitting here with nothing in front of me, I'm going to hope you have a model number. I think we should do a... <laughs> A welded reciprocating compressor. <laughs> That's a great Known idea. in the field. It's just what I was thinking. As a CR for air conditioning, CS for ref, I was thinking something along the lines of CR53 KQE. And what would the motor code? The motor code would be the second group of numbers, which would be? Papa Foxtrot, Victor. All right. For you non-military people, that is a PFV. Yeah. I think it would be... Uh, thinking 270. 270. So just to recap, we're trying to replace a CR uh, Charlie Romeo 53. Kilo. Kilo. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just say, we're we'll just throw it out there? Yeah. Yeah. Great recap. It's just hard, like, if they're going to really do the question of the week. Let's, let's do it. You know, and they're like, yeah. does he say BR or CR? Uh, so C, Charlie Romeo 53 KQE-PFV. And the original model is going to be dash two seven zero two seven zero. So that that is our first question of week. So, so you heard that, listeners? Find the replacement model for this product. We will leave a spot online for you to put in your answers, submit your answers, and when we come back, these guys will let you know who the winner of the weekly question is. I'm, I'm, and there will be some sort of prize. We'll oh, figure that out. There will be some type of fantastic prize. You won't even believe it. There'll be another podcast. It'll be huge. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> yes. And there we go. This, uh, this information does exist, you know, to the general public. So it can be easily found on uh, so a mobile app we previously mentioned. We, yeah. have, we will have it available to download on this link. And if, you, if you don't have it, I, I'd suggest that you do download it I do use this app, uh, I use the desktop version. For those of you who uh, would like to have that as well, it does have a lot of information on it. But this is also useful if you're in a pinch and you need to know where you can get this compressor. By entering your zip code, you can find out if one of your local wholesalers has one, it'll pull up whatever's closest to you. Yeah. And if it isn't available there, it will give you the option to contact them and you could actually see if they can get it if they're closer. But if it's a common model, usually that's available somewhere in the general area, one of our um, you know, full line wholesalers. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody. We're glad to have you guys start this new Tech Experts edition. This is exciting. I, I'm excited. I think yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fun. And uh, maybe next time we'll have a specific topic to talk about and 
to say, hey, I'd like to have a little more in-depth on M6, M7 condensing units, or? Yeah, absolutely. We will, we will have the option on the website, so you can leave any other types of questions or topics that you would like to hear more about, listeners. Yeah, because what's relevant to us on a daily basis may not be relevant to who's in the band right now at the job site. Yeah, I can't imagine anything relevant to us is relevant to anybody else. <laughs> Some of the stuff we end up working on is like insane sometimes. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot this week about technology that's been in place in the field, but because of a specific issue. That, that's one thing this, this job lends itself to is a lot of learning. Yeah, never stop that. Never stop short. Yep. And I know I've heard many phone messages where it's like, that's not a Copeland compressor. Yeah, I stopped <laughs> saying that. And then uh, immediately eating my words because it, it was a Copeland compressor that hasn't been produced since 1975 and I didn't know about it. Anybody out there comes across a YR or a BR or hmm. we made it. I just didn't know about it. Well, we are excited to have you guys on here. And as always, listeners, you can follow us at Copeland Scroll on Facebook and Twitter, as well as on ac-heatingconnect.com. That's where all of this stuff will be uploaded. That's where you can find this episode. That's where you can answer the, the question of the week. And that's where you can submit topics that you would like the tech experts to address. So thank you, guys. We're excited. Thank you. Thanks. That was fun. See you next time. <laughs>